Hey guys, welcome to the Paddler's Playbook. Welcome ladies and gentlemen of podcast land. Thermal convection, man. These dudes almost killed me. You know, redfish are really dumb. How do you take your marsh dump? This fool used all my toilet paper. Bro, Well now that Drew's done dragging this on. TPP15. You gonna get a dozen shrimp? Hey, you throwing that cast net again this weekend? Oh good lord. I almost died. I do not want to paddle that far. Once again, he almost died. I'm not waking up at butt crack dawn. I'll see you at the launch around noon. I love wake baits. Haven't you ever heard them chatter? Let me double back here first. And now, a word from Saltside Jet. Oh, yeah. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the paddle. Check out our sponsors. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. No, like, check out our Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Podcast Land. I'm your host, Drew Turner, here with my co-host, Chris Lewis. What up, y'all? And this is another edition of the Paddler's Playbook, hey, coming man. to you live from the Mariner Cell Studio. You now you can talk. Or, you got a cold or something? You sound a little nasally. <laughs> man, I woke up this morning. I'm not stopped up, but I, my chest was hurting. Like, I, t- I took a COVID test. I didn't know... I oh, couldn't shit. breathe. I couldn't that breathe guy? really well this morning, and I don't know what's going on. I swear to y'all, you know, Jessica is she's not only salt side Jess of of the show, but she's also nurse Jess. Um, she is certified registered nurse material, and who better to take care of your broke ass always getting broke, man? Than a nurse, dude. I told her the other day. I was like, we need to make him bubble boy. We need to just go ahead and put his butt inside of a bubble and make sure he's taken care of. I'm I'm not I'm not very sickly though. Like I'm not sick very often. All of this is my own Y'all my can't own. see my face right now, but it was like mm-hmm. most of this is my own undoing. Like any of my gut issues are definitely diet. Uh it, it's it's my diet that's causing the gut issues. Um allergies is just normal allergies but other than that i'm not i'm never really like so sick that not gut sick, issue, sick that gut issue man so I, some of you guys that are on here know us from facebook and it's gotten way you, better by the way it's gotten way you better might, you might have seen me today post a, a video that i found of this kid <laughs> he's sitting there and he's piling beanie weenies into a hot dog bun <laughs> And he's cramming it into his mouth, and I tagged Drew in it, and I was like, this is the early ages of Drew um, learning how to make spaghetti sandwiches. And Drew's like, Mm -hmm. man, beanie weenies. I ain't had beanie weenies in a minute. I just had me some spam and macaroni, though. And I'm like, dude, that's that's why your butthole's always in pain, man. That's those those struggle meals, man. Them struggle meals, spaghetti sandwich, beanie weenies. Um, spam. You've never had like fried up some spam and put it in some macaroni and cheese. That saltiness of the spam and the cheesiness of the I don't. Well, no, Kraft says it's real cheese. So the real cheese and the Kraft macaroni and cheese together. I've been dying all day today because I had two pieces of pizza yesterday, bro. Mm, mm, mm. I eat I eat good food, man. Tonight I had I had ribeye. And asparagus with water. I had ribeye tonight too. 
It's, it's ribeye night, baby. It's ribeye night. They, that's about the only thing that's been on sale at HEB. Oh, I stopped, yeah. I, stopped, I stopped buying from those grocery stores, man. Costco all the way. Costco has not gone up on their prices. Uh, pro tip. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Costco has not gone up on their prices whatsoever. Go to Kroger's, boom, through the roof. Go to HEB, boom, through the roof. Go to Costco, it is still $9 a pound. That that's too much. I don't pay no nine dollars a pound. I wait till it goes on sale for five ninety nine a pound. Get three steaks for twenty one dollars and oh, throw God. it down. Now and I wasn't. They're all discolored. Like on the cut on the side, it's like partially green. You got to cut that off before you. I mean, before it's just a little it. brown. All meat does that. You leave it out just a little too long. You gonna cook it anyway. You are gonna cook out whatever's on the outside. Well, hey. Hey, we got a whole episode that we need to get to. We can't just keep talking about this. Well, hold on. I want. I, I wanted to tell you. What do you want to tell me, man? I was talking all the mess about my stomach not bothering me because of the coconut water. Yeah, I am one pair. Well, no, I won't tell the whole story yet. I'm one pair of gray fruit of the loon short after this last fishing trip. I, uh, I. I um I finally I I had to go in a duck blind. I I, I found a duck blind. <laughs> you had to bring that to this episode, man. You, I had to go in a duck blind, and I didn't have. Lost, you not only lost your socks, but you lost your drawers. I didn't have any socks on. I had no socks on, and I didn't have a buff. I had a new real sportswear hoodie performance hoodie, and I had my favorite fishing pants on. There was nothing that could go. Nothing. Lord so the fruit of the loons had to go, and I had to free ball it the rest of the day. And it was liberating, Chris. It was liberating. I'm sure it was. <laughs> so whoever's duck blind that is, if y'all find some gray fruit of the loons about 10 <laughs> yards behind the duck blind in the marsh, I, I oh. really apologize. I'm not going to say where we were fishing at, oh, but I, I – I very much apologize for that if any of the duck hunters and, uh, uh, find those. I'm sorry about that. I'm it was so a glad. bad idea to eat Thai food the night I'm before so a fishing glad trip. I left this beer right here for the end of, of this, uh, yeah, <laughs> or for the beginning of this episode. I've already had a couple beers, but uh, Drew, this is Java Space, and it is nine alcohols, according to uh, Paul. It would be non-alcohols, so this Ooh, is going to set me straight for for the rest of this episode. I'm going to sip on it. That's Look, a lot, man. All right, that was enough for me. I'm done. Good night, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that, you know, we're not going to have Jessica on this episode doing her her normal, you know, commercials and stuff like that. But, I mean, I, this should be – that should be the commercial for real sportswear right there. Like, I had to go – I was not gonna sacrifice my real sportswear shirt. I was not gonna do it. It's too. It's too. You know. It's too great of a shirt. I'm not I'm sacrificing certain, it. I'm gonna give you a 100 percent right now that that's not ever going to be used in their marketing program. Come on, Andrew, say that. You know, real oh, sportswear yeah. is so good you do not want to cut the sleeves off of it to take a marsh dump. That should be their tagline, right there. I just don't know what to do about this right now, guys. <laughs> just let it let it roll. Let it roll. Just just keep well, going. Well, okay, let's let's roll on to the next one. Okay, look. Hey, we had a big 
topic, a hot topic on Facebook the other day, and it was about eyewear, okay? We saw um, somebody was posting on, on, on one of the groups, and they said, hey, look, guys, I'm looking for a high-performance pair of sunglasses in this price range. And, you know, a lot of people with their in their infinite wisdom, you know, just go in there and they start throwing names, man. They just start throwing names on there. Have you ever been on those posts before? Mm-hmm. Where they're I just look like, oh. I look at them and I digitally shake my head. I wish there was like a little, you know, you have the caring heart and all that. I wish you there was just you one where a, you shake your head back and forth. You can do a GIF or a GIF or whatever it is, you know, a little animated thing. You can find one. But I'm sure these guys were like, this brand, they're the best. This brand, they're the best. This brand, they're the best. Hands down, this brand. Well, here's the deal, man. If you don't give a backstory, some sort of data to back up why that product should be what they choose for their hard-earned money, you have no validation into what you've posted. Absolutely right? none. So I feel bad. You know, sometimes I'm reading these all constantly. I don't have time to really put my input. This time I was like, you know what? I need to go ahead and, and do this. And of course, I'm going to choose Red Tail Optics, okay? Red Tail Republic. Not because Nino's my homeboy, okay? And not because I believe, well, I do believe they've got one of the best products out there. Um, the thing is, is that like technology has gotten to a point now to where it's pretty much a stalemate across all the high-end um, products out there, whether it's sunglasses or something else. But what makes Red Tail stand apart from like 99.9% of the other products out there is that you're dealing with a small business, a Texas company, and the man himself. If anything should ever go wrong with your product, dude, the number that's on the website goes directly to him. It doesn't go to a call center. It doesn't go to a warranty department where you have to fill out 5,000 questions and then hope that you get an answer back. Goes straight to him. It goes straight to him, and straight he goes. To Nino. He goes. Oh shit! You got a problem? Let's hook it up. Let's fix you, man. Let's get take you back care of on it. the water, man. Let's take care of it. You're never gonna have that type of uh, customer satisfaction anywhere else. Now, I did. I did kind of commend the guys that were doing like the shady rays, mm -hmm. because uh, that a is a sun yeah, that's a good cause. That's a sunglass company out there that's giving back like thirty percent of their profits. Um, to people who actually need it so um, but supporting the local supporting small businessmen um, and a quality product that is every bit of caliber as Costa um, Smith you know Redtail all the way and speaking of quality we're, we have a giveaway that, that we're going to be doing with, you know, our title sponsor, Mariner Sales. Guys, we have got... This is a, huge. A Burley Pro Orb and FPV Power Hub to give away. Um, the Power Hub is ridiculous, man. The I Power Hub is pretty awesome. It, it's ridiculous. To have um, a wireless remote and be able to turn on and off, you know, your lighting, mm -hmm. um, be able to disconnect power from... an you know, maybe something's draining your, your battery down a little bit faster than, you know, you yep. wanted it to. And you're like, oh, I got to turn that thing off. Boom. Hit a button. It's off. 
Yeah, I mean, you could wire your GoPros to it. You could wire, if you're doing a dual screen um, for your fish finders, if you're, you know, running running live, you can do that. Like, it's it's pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. But we're doing the Orb, and we're doing the FPV Power Hub. And, guys, to enter that, what you have to do is you have to be in our Facebook group, The Playbook. Look it up, you know, search the playbook. You'll see Home of the Bro Staff is the cover. You will have to join that group, be a part of that group, and then you'll have to make a post. If you make a post, just any post, just be like, hey, guys, I'm here. Nice to meet you guys. You get one entry into the drawing. Tell us where you're from. Tell us what you paddle. Yeah, I mean, make it interesting. Don't be boring. Answer Drew's number one question that he always asks all of our new visitors yeah, answer that make, question i'm not even going to re- don't even repeat it what it is they have to they have to say it in their own words they have to be they have to be fans i'll give them the two i'll listen. give them an extra entry if they go if they use your exact words okay so they get two for that now for that. if you want five entries oh, make make a post and a picture with something from our sponsors you can be wearing a real sportswear shirt and post. You can have an Abu Garcia reel. You can have a pack of Berkeley gulps. You can have some Red Tail Republic glasses. You know, you can have a Mariner Sales sticker. So if they're representing, then they yeah. get five? They get five, five entries. Man, five entries. You, that's all on you. You're going to have to tally all that shit up by yourself. Oh, I'll, I'll figure it out because I want to I give this stuff away. To That's uh, like $200, to, right? Yeah, it's about 200 bucks. Yeah, 200 bucks for this one. And then me and Chris are talking right now, you know, um the winners of these monthlies, you know, maybe this month's will get a little bit more, but we have also have some fun stuff going on over on the playbooks uh We're page. trying to get a big big prize for the end of the year, man. Yeah, we're going to do a big prize at the end of the year and if you win one of these like little prizes. Yeah, like a lot a lot of stuff. I know, I know Danny will hook it up. I know Mariner Sales will hook it up. Real Sportswear will hook it up. Because Bro Staff is going strong with these companies, guys. We are, we are going strong. They know about us. They hear us. They hear people saying, hey, guys, I heard about you on the Bro Staff. And that's another thing, too. Don't be shy. If you're going to you know, send a message to Real Sportswear or Mariner Sales asking them about something, let them know, hey, I heard about you guys on the Paddler's Playbook. Because that shows that we are in full force and in full oh, effect. Shit. I forgot. Bro staff are still getting uh, 15 to 20% off on Plano at uh, Fish Stick Store yep. in Santa Fe. That's and the Red Tail Red Tail Optics. Yep. All through the end of June. And if you guys go and join the Playbooks Facebook group, you will see all of these nice ads. Um where you guys can save some money and you can just read it there. And it's really, really simple because the re the other reason guys, if you're listening to this, you follow the page, the, the algorithm and everything isn't showing everybody that follows the page, all of our posts. But if you're active in the group, you're going to see all the posts in the group. That's just how Facebook has been working. That's it. But Chris, now that we got some housekeeping, dude, done, who we, so, who hey, we bring it in, this, man, we, we are co-oping again tonight, man. We've co-oped I don't know how many times lately, 
but uh we're spreading look, yo, the love to we, the we podcast land you know and and this is super cool because this is another h-town dude man another guy from right around us that uh has another podcast out there it's called one last cast or one last cast podcast one last cast. jonathan what up dude how's it going you guys uh, it's it's going late, well. bro. It's, it's a lot later well. than we expected. <laughs> it's going yeah. well. We thank you for joining us. What, what do you Are have you... written there behind you? I see. No, I want to know if he's down. in his closet. I am in my closet. Um, I uh, this is my my home office because it's in the middle of the house and it's quiet in here, awesome, surrounded man. by it's, four walls. <laughs> it's like I can I can make this work. It's it's uh, like three by five, but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Actually, my uh, master closet is pretty big, so I'm. I have room in here. I could sleep in here if I wanted to. So, if you get in trouble from Mama one night, you're like, I'm going to the closet. Yeah, Dude, uh, I'm not also, even gonna. I'm not even gonna mess with you because our first like five episodes, I recorded that from the bathroom because it was the only quiet he did, place. Man. Oh, I'm no, not I joking. Like, I was like, bro, your your freaking shower curtain. Like you can see the shower and the vanity and everything behind me because it was the place furthest I'm away just, from all the kids. I'm just how, so happy. How was the like, audio in that? Uh, it was rough on a uh, on the little snowball that we had. It was yeah. rough. We yeah. sound a lot better now that we're using, you know, StreamYard and everything else, and yeah. we have the nicer Yeti mics and now stuff. That I think it sounds back, a little better. I am so glad that nobody ever popped out of that shower while we were recording, man. Oh, that wasn't gonna happen. That wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> Except for Drew did that one time. He was like, "Okay, here I am. Hey, guys. I'm here, guys. I'm here." I'm here. Chris, what are hey, we going to talk about today, man? I do have some topics for you guys, but first, uh, yo, Jonathan, tell us about you, man. What What's going on? You know, I know you, we've, uh, you've got a podcast out there that's kayaking, fishing related. Um, we're going to tell everybody how to get to that podcast later, but something led you to that first. Before you started a podcast, you, of course, had to have some experience, so... What was it, kayaking or just fishing or a little bit of both? Yeah, so uh, I started fishing when I was like six years old. Uh, my my uncle, he he took me out. My first experience was offshore. Uh, we had this like... Damn, straight to it. They're like, yeah. first yeah. experience, we're going after monsters. Yeah. yeah, we went after monsters. We went on like a 28-foot boat. Uh, he owned a 28-foot boat. We went out there, snapper season. Um, and I remember like we were... We actually couldn't find snapper, but we came across a rig and it was just nonstop spade fish. Uh, and, you know, as a six year old, that's amazing. Like I was spoiled. I thought fishing was like that all the time where every single drop you get to spade fish. And of course, we were using like ultralight rods. He brought them for us and we were just like just struggling to bring them in. And we had the whole cooler full of them. Uh, but that just that was the best experience for me. I got hooked from there. Um you know, every single time I could go, I could go. I wanted to go. I cut my grades up just so I could go fishing. <laughs> Dude, what, um, a, what a great, like, yeah, tool in the parents, you know, toolbox of, of ways to poke the kid and get them to do well in school. Oh, yeah. You know? no, I, and I, I, you know, I wasn't, you know, I was an okay student, but man, every single time my dad was like, oh, you, you didn't do that well. You didn't do that well under last test. I don't know if you can go fishing uh, with the uncle. Uh, you know, on the next time, man, that, that really got me studying for the next one so I can bring up my grade. 
um, it was it definitely was a good motivator. But uh, as I got into college, um, you know, I uh, unfortunately he passed away before that. But I I kind of kept his memory alive by continuing fishing and growing. Um, in college, I my fishing schedule superseded and controlled my academic schedule. So I you know I made sure that I had three days off and went to school twice a day uh, twice a week. Um, all piled on my classes on those two days so that I can fish the rest of the time. Um, it took me a little bit longer to finish school, but I think it was worth it. <laughs> uh, but during those times, you know, I just, just went out more and more figuring out waiting um, until eventually, you know, I started hearing all about the uh, TexasKayakFisherman.com and all of these things about kayaking. And um, I had this, this very... This man also appreciates old style kayaks. Oh, yeah. Uh, my first kayak was a Tarpon 160. Uh, there you go. I, I didn't even have to answer, ask the question. Yeah. He's a pro. <laughs> He's a pro. He already knew what was coming next. He already knew. It was, I, I did my research and I, you know, back then pedaling wasn't a thing yet. Uh, or it was in a very early stages, I should say. But, you know, I researched it and, and they and 1997, that, dude. That early? Man. Yeah. I thought it was like, like 2002, 2003. That's but, when um, it really started kicking off. Yeah. That is when, it, yeah, it's when it, it, so nobody really had Hobie money until, yeah. you know, till well, that Hank, still really, they still really don't have Hobie money. Until that Hank Parker edition came out and you had to have <laughs> that Hank Parker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I did all the research and that 160, that Tarpon 160 was the one I went with. I got two of them. Great deal. My first kayak trip, I went to the Diversionary Canal. And the reason why I went there, I was beating the bank on there. And around four o'clock every day in the summer, across the diversion area where I couldn't get to, there was these, these all that red grass. Fish. Yeah, those those redfish would just show up and start busting. Um, and I, I was like, I need. I bought the kayak specifically for that. My first trip out there, I limited on redfish for the first time in a kayak. Um, and I was I was using like dead dead shrimp too. I wasn't even <laughs> I wasn't if even using took, artificial yet. If we took statistics on on why people buy kayaks. Um, the peak would be to get over there. That yeah. would be like the, yeah. mm-hmm. the number one reason um, because everybody, you know, was bank fishing and they're like, if I could only get over there, I would catch more spot, fish. I would catch more fish. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, to be pro. honest, I still do that. I, I, I use my kite <laughs> to get to over there and then I hop out a lot of times and just wade. <laughs> so, so one of the things that makes me, makes it hard for me to, to, uh, I will go ahead and admit this right now. Um, to look at Jonathan's social media is because he had dialed in a small little place called Clear Lake. And and I lived 1.6 miles from a launch there, and I could never catch anything, anything, anything in that place. And every time I turned around, he was like, oh, my gosh, look at this huge trout I caught. It's like. 27 inches right here in mud you know entrance of mud lake to clear lake and i'm like no freaking way dude so this guy has like clear lake dialed in um so i yeah i had to i had to like every time you post something i'll be like yeah what, whatever man swipe, <laughs> keep swiping <laughs> scroll past this guy it was yeah, just but, it was trout though man yeah it's trout I, I i i'm not on the redfish game um and um, uh, some but look dude look here's the deal if he can go into clear lake and hammer big trout my backyard which is also his backyard 
Okay. Um, there's some jealousy there because I'd still like to hammer some big trout, dude. I'd still like to, you know, I think my, my personal best is 22 inches, bro. That's <laughs> like, that's so sad. Like everyone listening right now is crying for me. Well, and, and I'm not saying anything bad about trout. I just, I can't catch, I, I don't we ever live, try to catch the them. World. We live yeah. In the world. I, I don't ever try to catch them. I but wish I guess what? could try to catch them. I just this, don't. This episode, so when Drew and I were trying to come up with some topics, we're like, man, we've got, so we've got all these, these, um, these people that we want to interview, but their our schedules haven't been able to, to mesh together because right now is like a super busy time for everyone in the world of fishing. And it's just gotten ridiculous. Um, economy wise, uh, people are, are scratching their heads trying to figure out their next move. So, um, when we were trying to figure out what we we're going to talk about, I kind of came up with some topics. I know we have some hot button stuff. Do we want to do the hot button stuff first, or do we want to just kind of meld into this uh, segue into this topic that I was? I mean, we could piss some people off first if you want to. That's fine with me. Get them riled up early. Drew, uh, if you guys, if you haven't already noticed, Drew is in the mood, man. He wanted to tell you about his poop. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Base well, and, and I'm sad. I'm sad that baseball season is over cuz we had baseball season. I coached the Diamondbacks. We got third place. The kids improved tremendously. And then the stepson made All-Stars. So I had to coach All-Stars and I'm tired of coaching. I'm I'm ready to be done with three days a week being at the ball field and we're done. We're done. We were done. As of this week, we got, uh, we got stomped pretty there's badly. Country, there's a country Western song out there. Okay. And it, it goes like this. You're going to miss these days. You're going to wish you had them back. And, and I, I extremely like, I appreciate baseball season and the kids was it and hard it was a lot you of fun thinking about fishing and kayaking the whole time while you were out I wasn't diamond? I wasn't I wasn't like when I'm Only invested, in innings no not even then <laughs> when I'm invested in the kids and being out there I am totally invested in the kids and they get all my attention and I think that's why now that it's done I'm I'm like okay let's get back into Let's get these guests scheduled for the podcast. Let's get ready for these tournaments. Like let's let's dial all the fishing back in because I was extremely invested in those kids. And I mean not to get on a soapbox or anything, but there's some people that are involved in youth sports that have no business being out there being role models for these kids, but they're the ones that are devoting their time because nobody else is. So, if you think you're a good role model and you're tired of watching people out there on the field or on the court or, you know, anything else that you're like, this dude's an idiot, well, then get your ass out there and volunteer and be a part of these kids' lives and be a good role model for them. Quit complaining on the sidelines. But anyway, so, sorry, I'm a little fired up and I'm ready. I'm ready to do some podcasting, Chris. I'm, I'm ready for this. I've been building more rides, catching more fish, and ready for some podcasts. He's fired up, folks. He's so let's fired let's up. let's talk some crap about some people. Let's so, go. Okay, here, 
Number one, dude, number one, okay, we had a, a small little um, – and, Jonathan, I, I, you have done some tournament fishing before, right? And you yes. still maybe do a little bit? A little bit here and there when the okay. timing permits. So do you do you find, like, it's more fun for, like, charity events or low-profile events or, like, the big, like, stage? Like, aim for the big stage and let's see what happens. So, personally for me – um, I do per- prefer the lower profile and charity events, especially the charity ones, just because uh, they're much more relaxed and much more relaxed environment. Um, but my general rule of thumb is if I'm not on the fish, I'm not going to pay money into the pot. For really? Doesn't get not it. even for the chance? <laughs> uh, no, uh, because it, it's to me, it's, you know, I go out to enjoy myself and there is an added level of stress going out there and sure, fishing for sure. a tournament. Um, uh, I, I know it's kind of the, the, a wuss answer, but that, that's just kind of how I operate. But the all the most enjoyable tournaments I've ever been to were the charity ones. I, I actually, and I'm thinking about it, it's always been the charity ones just because everybody is coming together for a common cause. Um, and there's come, kind of a camaraderie there, you know, when everybody's there. And it's just a good time. Uh, not to say that other tournaments aren't a good time. It's I think there's the relaxed environment makes everybody more open to, to just talk and, you know, shoot the breeze afterwards. So, you know, I'm, I've been a DJ since the nineties, since about 96 or 97, somewhere around there, I started a DJ and I DJ like backyard parties and stuff like that. And then I, I was exposed, I, I DJ clubs for like two years and that was horrible fun, but only for a little bit. And then um, I was exposed to weddings and I think of weddings just like what you said about the charity events. Everybody's there to be happy. Everybody's there to have a good time. Um, and that's why I like to DJ weddings the most. There's not going to be a bunch of people there that are pissed off. You know, there might be one or two, but typically the group as a whole are happy people. Yeah. So yeah, charity events, things that are a little more relaxed, you know, low key events, the high profile events do tend to have more money at stake. Uh, more entries, um, more um, professionals, you know, high profile people. So, yeah. and they're not as approachable, you know, as, as, in fact, that's what killed it for me for tournaments such a long time ago was because I went to these tournaments and there were so many high profile people. I couldn't talk to anyone. Yeah. It's like, oh, I know this dude. I've seen him, you know somewhere and I, you know, I go up to talk to him and he's like oh yeah yeah whatever you know yeah. wave me off whatever it's a little so, intimidating sometimes too you know so here's what's crazy and drew's drew does not have his headphones on so is he's on the phone i don't know what he's doing but he's given up on us for a moment <laughs> cheating in tournaments the most ridiculous thing ever we didn't hear you drew because you you tried to hit mute you like unmuted yourself for a second and you didn't do it right you're (laughs) technically challenged son so (laughs) cheating in in fishing tournaments would you believe that shit exists not only at the high profile level like people that are trying to get like thirty thousand dollar checks but all the way down to the charity level it i believe it mainly because whenever money's involved, there's there's always somebody trying to, to skirt around or blatantly break the rules to to make a quick buck. Um, 
And I think it's, you know, it's ridiculous. Uh, a lot of us, we, what we, kind of, we what fish... kind of cheating rumors do you hear about? So the ones about, you know, uh, the ones I've heard were basically like the anglers who've split off into went different directions and they don't abide by like the, you have to stay within the 50 to hundred yards of each other or something Distancing like that. Distancing rules. Okay. So, yeah. uh, that's, that one's a recent one. That one is recent as of a year ago. Yeah. And also, uh, uh, fish boxes, which I didn't even know was a thing, uh, that you create ah, a box. Crab pots. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I mean, obviously I, it, cheating has never crossed my mind, but I guess when you think about it, it makes sense. Um, that one, um, uh, and, uh, I've also heard not recently, but I have heard whenever I started doing tournaments about, um, like, I forgot the exact term, but basically like cutting the tail so that it falls within the slot. I've heard that. Okay. Um, so that one's really hard to get away with. Um, the reason why is because those tails will actually bleed. Yeah. You know, and, and there are, you know, small capillaries at those areas. So the tails, when, when, when you have a fish on a stringer, have you ever had a fish on a stringer and a crab come up and, and start nibbling on its tail before? Yeah. Um, so I took, I took out a youth group one time and it was a youth tournament. Um, and we caught, we caught flounder, redfish and trout and which was like unheard of because I'm like the world's worst at catching trout. Um, and I get lucky at flounder usually cause they're a bycatch of redfish. Yeah. And, um, the, the kid that, that was with me had his flounder on the stringer since like, 6 30 in the morning and he was dragging it around everywhere and everybody knows if you don't string up flounder properly their their bellies fill up with water and they they end up dying yeah and uh this trout i mean this flounder ended up like 16 inches whenever we started and it was only like 13 inches when oh, we got to in, because crabs had just continually ate on that tail so uh that Flounder was obviously disqualified, but you could tell that um, there was, you know, trauma. Of course, there was three inches missing from the yeah. damn thing. But when when you try to cut a fish's tail, you can tell that there's trauma to a tail. Now, I've heard of one recently where now we're going to give up all like the tricks to the cheaters out there, you know, that want to that want to cheat in fishing. There's one out there where on online fishing, when yeah. say someone catches a fish and they want to use it multiple times, they can change the length of the fish by putting a foam block underneath it that's designed only to cause a slight curvature, which would change the length of the fish maybe one quarter to a half an inch. That is pretty freaking like, damn, dude, you sat there and thought about that shit. How am I going to cheat these people out of an online tournament? And then there was the guy out there that had the, um, the sticks. They were at the time, they were the yak gear sticks, yep. the measuring yep. sticks and the they plastic ones. It. Yeah. And they cut them, yep. you know, cut the, cut the measuring devices and then pasted them back together <laughs> So that it goes from like one to eight and then from eight, you know, the next number is like 13. Yeah. It's like, 
come on, man. You know, this this type of cheating in tournaments, whether it's high profile or low profile, to me is just, it's asking for trouble. One of those guys cheated his whole entire career. And at the end of the season, whenever he was finally caught, they made him return every bit of his winnings and he was prosecuted. So I think in some States that's a felony. Yep. Yep. True. Cheating and finish fishing. You're still muted. Hit your, hit your button. There we there go. You go, buddy. There you go, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, so you guys need we to repeat it. everything that you just no, said for the last. We're talking about cheating minutes. in in, uh, in fishing tournaments. Right now, I just brought up the guy who who is a bass fisherman, kayak bass fisherman, and he cheated like an entire season, entire year, and at the he didn't get caught until the very end. I saw I that. Think, I think he was the dude that was cutting the boards, and then he had Glowing different boards. Yeah. Different boards that he used throughout the uh, the season, and um, he had to return all of the winnings. Plus, uh-huh. I'm sure he was, you know, going to be prosecuted. And and in some states, it's a felony. Yeah. So everyone mad about not being able to use a hog trough and having to buy a new catch board? You need to thank that guy. Oh, that's that's the guy that that's the problem. Come back, Jonathan. He'll be back. We all we oh. all had to take a little break. Sorry about that. I guess so. So the uh, uh, some of the other you know aspects of cheating, and we were I was you know in a, a small little tournament this last weekend, and I brought up to Jonathan you know about being in small events. You know, um, mm-hmm. does he prefer to be in you know charitable events or just small you know small town run events? Or the large, you know, scale events that have, you know, stages and things like that. He prefers the smaller events, and I do too. I prefer those, you know, from time to time. And this last weekend, I went ahead and signed up for one in Rockport and had a blast, man. Um, we fished hard, and we we didn't make it to weigh in with anything that, uh, in fact, didn't even boat anything. Um, mm-hmm. Had one break off, one eat the whole entire time. And uh, this this event is not necessarily aimed at becoming some sort of mega kayak fishing event. It is a small town, family style kayak fishing event, and they still had people trying to cheat. And you cannot ever prove if people are being honest or not unless they're involved with a polygraph. Yeah, or someone saw him for sure. I mean, the only thing I don't understand about that is... Jonathan's back with us, and he's going to have to just... (laughs) I'm I'm fishing tournaments because I want to be competitive, and I want to... Test test not only yourself, but test test yourself against others, maybe? I, I want to prove that I have what it takes to be able to talk about redfish and convince somebody that they should be doing what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to prove myself against myself, and I want to prove myself against others who are at the top so tier. How, so how top can you tier do that if you're cheating, right? Exactly. Like, what, 
I mean, winning money is cool. You know, having the big check was cool and fun, but I'm not doing it for the checks. I'm doing it for the competition and proving stuff to myself. Because like you're it, no longer able to play football, baseball. Yeah. And you probably suck at golf. I suck really bad at golf. I have the worst <laughs> slice in the world. It is it is bad. It is like a former baseball player swing times ten. I gotta happy line up Gilmore four, that shit. <laughs> no, I gotta line up forty five degrees to my left just to kinda get it to go straight. Like I probably hit the ball about three hundred yards with a hundred and fifty of it going from left to right. Like I mean it's I've got a fifty yard slice at least. But like so I want to prove these- myself. I just I don't understand it. I don't I don't get the cheating aspect of it at a all. A lot of times, how many times do we hear this? I didn't mean to cheat. I just didn't interpret the rules properly. No, they didn't mean to get caught. That's what. Thank that, you. That's what yeah. they're saying. They didn't mean to get caught. Guys, anybody listening to this know right now that no matter how many excuses you come up with as to why what you did was acceptable, it'll never be acceptable because there's rules that are written and put out there for you to read. And I may have I may have missed this, but I don't think you guys talked about it since you're now just talking about that rules and statements. But do you think that it's okay to find the gray area of those rules and exploit the gray area of those rules if it's not in there correctly. Um, Because I heard the guys on KBN talking recently how there's there's not a rule against the fact that you do not have to catch the fish in the actual kayak. So a guy was getting to a spot, getting out on the bank. You know, he had been fishing this marina often to where he knew where some fish were. But if he was in the kayak, he would spook them. So he parked the kayak up on the um, on the bank, walked like three hundred yard or a hundred yards, saw the fish on the bed, threw out there, caught the fish on the bed got the fish, walked all the way back to the kayak, put it on the put it on the catch board and took his picture because all the rules state are the picture has to be taken inside the kayak. There's nothing about the fact that you have to fish from the kayak the entire time because they let guys portage in the kayak um bass series like different I think this was in KBF, but I'm not I'm not 100% sure. Don't quote me on that. But, you know, do you think that it's okay to find those gray areas? Or are you just like, okay, here's the rules. Like, I don't want to be in that gray well, area. Redfish, redfish it's going to make me feel no slimy. Gray. There's no gray area in redfish tournaments. You don't think there's any room for interpretation in any of those rules? Of like. For GRS or anything else, like do we have, you? We have people protest at almost every single event that I, that I fish in. Yeah, per- personally, there's, I think, there's all there's the the thing about like the spirit of the law and then the letter of the law. Um, I think within the confines of uh, of these tournaments, if you're following the spirit of the law, and if there's any sort of any doubt that you may be breaking the law, that's when 
the tournament directors are always accessible for you to ask. Um, I've always, so one thing I do for every single tournament, you know, I don't only read the tournament rules from, you know, top to bottom. I, I save them on, on my phone. So if I'm ever in a situation where I have to think about it, I can reference, okay, this is what exactly what it says. And then if I have a question, I have the tournament director's number because they're usually on there and I can call them. I've done that plenty of times where, you know, especially these charity kayak tournaments or charity tournaments, they're, you know, they just kind of pull rules from whatever the first thing they see. And that's the rules for the tournament, whether yeah. it's like right or not. Um, there's a couple of tournaments that I, uh, there's uh, one that I can distinctly recall where it was, it made no mention of kayaks. So I asked, can I fish out of the kayak? And I got a yes. Also, since it's it was a boat-based tournament, uh, you had to launch from a boat ramp at X amount of time. Um, can I la- not launch at a boat ramp? Can I go launch here? Um, I'll still launch at the same time, but you know, can I launch here because that's not a boat ramp? I got the okay to do it. So, within the spirit of the law of what the, the t- tournament's all about, you know, you you could ask and clarify these questions. But always, I uh, you know, for me, if you have any doubt of anything. The tournament director should always be accessible, and you should always call them, and and they'll they'll clarify right then and there. So, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you on that because I had to ask Hunter for the last GRS to clarify a rule for me. Um, Which rule was that? Inquiring minds want to know. Uh, no outside communication allowed between anyone. Okay, and so- here's my question though, and I I still don't think it's correct because it's not the rule, but He's told me no, so I didn't do it. So me and my tournament partner, my brother, we have these small little walkie-talkies. We wear them on our life vest, so when we're pre-fishing, we don't have to yell and scream all the way across the marsh or something, and we can just be like, hey, we're on some reds. Like, hey, they're tailing over here. Get over here. We can just talk back and forth. So when I read the rule and it says no outside communication, I'm thinking... I can't pick up the phone and call my buddy that's fishing a different area and ask him how he's doing or something. So the walkie-talkie isn't outside. It's me and my tournament partner because I'm talking with my tournament partner. And I called Hunter, and I asked him about it, and he's like, no, 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 that the rules are just no use of cell phones or anything um, through the whole tournament, even between partners. So... Guess what? We left the walkie-talkies at home. I mean, I could have easily have read that rule and said, oh, that's a gray area. It's outside communication. It's not outside. It's with my partner. We're, we're fishing together. Like, this is, this is togetherness. Um, and that was the gray area. But like well, Jonathan said, yeah, I, I, I didn't know. That, yeah, I said I didn't know. So I asked the tournament director, and he told me no. So we don't use them. We just stay within yelling distance. <laughs> You gotta understand something about Hunter. When when he puts his foot down, he puts his foot down. Oh, I was okay with it. I mean, it was okay. The rules He's, fine with me. It doesn't bother me. But sometimes I'm like, I'm like, bro, we probably relax on that one a little bit. He's like, nope, that's the way we're gonna do it. I've already made up my mind. Maybe next year. <laughs> that's the rule. That's the rule, and I'm fine with that. But I, I'm of the same mindset as, like as what, Jonathan. I like what he brought up though. The tournament director always puts his number, personal cell phone number, or someone to contact uh-huh. in the rules. So if you're reading the damn rules, you know you've seen his number and his contact information or her contact information right there. 
contact so you have you have no excuses yeah um this last one we had uh people that were there was a specific launch time guys you've got to abide by those launch times you will get busted somebody has seen you arrive and leave believe it or not someone has seen you someone has recognized you you are not invisible and the world knows who you are so what's the answer you know i i don't i don't have a good what one question how do you how do you keep the kayak fishing world honest in these tournaments what what can you do like other than everybody having a dang little gps tracker wafer on their boat to see where they are at what time and everything else i mean there's there's not a ton that you can do I, when you're going I, by I the I know honor what system is gonna say jonathan how do you how do you rein that in i don't think you can it's right it's it's, a, it's we like, have to develop the the sense of community so that basically our community of law-abiding fishermen and kayakers um, tournament anglers uh, develop the sense of trust um, within each other and therefore whenever it does happen that we basically exile and shun the heck out of whoever yes 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 yeah heck yeah i'm forget all this um we've made our we've made our decision as a tournament and there was an individual who will no longer be allowed to fish in blah 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 blah. exactly you need to say like chris lewis is banned from all these tournaments for leaving too early and shitting in a duck blind (laughs) (laughs) i love the i word it's yeah. one of those things that I just absolutely love. Integrity is amazing. And when you have it, you have it, bro. And and that's one thing I'll never let go of. You know, this event that I fished in last weekend, I made sure 100% nowhere in the rules did it say that you couldn't be fishing with somebody else. Because I was going fishing with my wife. She was not in the tournament. There you go. We were as not long as it's not other. in the long as it's not in the rules integrity tells me she cannot help me she cannot show me or tell me where fish are at but she everybody cannot... doesn't have integrity chris no they don't they, they don't. see they see a check that they can get and they want to find the easiest way to get that check they want to find the easiest money, way money, money, money. it's not even it's not even the check as well i think it goes even further now with the way that social media is and and how we have a you know facebook and instagram communities and now a tiktok as well you know it's it's fame and and credibility that way more on people's minds because we're not really a lot of us aren't fishing to get rich Um, oh no 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 there's only one way you 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 become a millionaire fishing be a billionaire first (laughs) be a billionaire first (laughs) there you go but there's got to be some ways. Like we we have to. One, I think it's an accepted risk, man. Whenever you put on a tournament. Well, that was going to be the next thing I said. One, in the bass fishing world, there's a lot more big tournaments. Big um, money, big checks. Yeah, exactly. Because there's more sponsorships, and they they hold everybody a little more accountable. 
Like, you get banned from one tournament or there's any questions about you, you don't fish no more. Like, they will they will drag your name all through the mud. We have one person like that on the on the Gulf Coast of Texas. That's been drugged through the mud? Yep. Or they're getting drugged through the mud right they will, now? No, they have been drugged through the mud. They will not be allowed to fish in any Finish, yeah. that... But what what I was going to say is that's where there's hundreds of people signing up for these tournaments that are selling out in like seven minutes. If if we want to continue to have some good saltwater tournaments like GRS, we have got to start showing up. Like, even if you, you know, don't think you're 100% going to be able to place in the top five or top ten, like... If you think that you want to start any fishing dog, tournaments, day, you got to start showing up. Like we can't have 15 teams showing up in these tournaments and then think that these tournament directors and everybody else are going to have the resources to catch some of these guys that are cheating everybody. Heck, if you just have 15 to 30 guys sign up for a tournament, you're not even going to be able to pay the damn um what's the name for the people that do the the Polygraphs. Polygrapher. The polygrapher. Yeah, I'm retarded. The polygrapher, you won't even be able to have money to yeah, to tell the truth guy. You won't be able to tell <laughs> pay him nothing. Um because you don't have enough people signing up for these tournaments. So more people have got to get involved in these tournaments. Now, I thought it's a good thing to have the wafer. Like, you know, we have them that you could buy for your iPhones and everything else, and everybody can track where you're at, what time you're doing. Oh, Doing oh, no, 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 it no, 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 if no, 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 if we can find a cheap idea. What oh no, wrong with you? not for the tournament director to have that information. But um, bro, did you did you not hear about all the the controversy going on with people that have to put their EXIF data in their photos for online tournaments? Yes, GPS data included. That's not the big dogs though. That's what I'm saying. Like Hobie Bos could do that. And you could feel you would feel secure if Hobie BOS has that data for you. But would I? You, you would. You would. Who's gonna get it? Those tournament directors are too busy doing tournament directing and fishing ninety percent of that here's another question for you guys. What do you think about a tournament director fishing their own tournaments? Yeah, I've never been down with that. Yeah. I've always thought that was weird. Like you should, you should have work to do. <laughs> I it's basically a, for a tournament director. You know, it's you know you you have that job, uh, but it's more of the conflict of interest. If anything happens, I'm not saying anything's going to happen, but if anything happens, you have that conflict of interest. Um, and even even if you assign that decision making to somebody else. It, it just still, it doesn't look good. The optics are What are you good. a tournament director for if you go and make somebody else make the decisions? Yeah. Like, <laughs> now, I don't, but, want, I don't want to f- misinterpret what, what's being said here because Hunter does fish GRS, um, but he, he doesn't fish it. He's a captain for a youth team, mm-hmm. and that is something completely different, though. Like, yes, I don't want people to. I don't want people to listen to this and say, "Oh man, are they are they pointing a finger at Hunter?" That's a charitable event. The uh-huh. youth side is charitable. It, there's nothing to be gained. Really. Yeah, I'll point a finger at anybody that's doing it 
for their self in fishing the tournament though. Yeah. I don't I don't agree with it at all. The tournament director should not be fishing a tournament where he is making decisions that could change the outcome of a tournament that he's fishing in. I'm the tournament director. I did have a three sixty light on. You can't you can't do that to me. You can't protest me. Like, <laughs> I had my no. light on. There's one tournament I will never fish again because of that, but that's a different story for a different day. So Different stories for different days. This is one I know I know Jonathan's gonna get into. He's gonna love it because being a a guy in the podcast industry, you have to keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on in social media. You have to try at least. Drew and I have failed at this miserably at times, so we actually had somebody working for us on the social media side because we suck at it. But we suck we at all, creating content. We're yeah, pretty good. We're yeah, pretty we're, good readers and uh, analyzers, and we do great people watching on Facebook. But our Facebook world is full of pro staff. Full, completely. Oh full. my gosh! He almost threw up, like throwing his head backwards. It was like. <laughs> So, and I'm not just talking about like the, you know, the guys that are legit staffing for companies um, that, that post that I was talking about earlier about the sunglasses kind of chapped my ass a little bit because so many people, and I could tell who they were out there staffing for because of the responses that they were giving. And it's like, how can you be so biased and not be able to really talk the talk of all the different things out there and why that item that you're pushing is so good. If you're just, you know, you're afraid to put it on Facebook, you know, you're afraid to actually get into that conversation. So let me, let me kind of preface what I'm about to say. Um, in terms of social media, I my day job is social media. Uh, I, I work. I'm in marketing, specifically hey, in social media. Uh, what are you doing tomorrow, man? <laughs> <laughs> what's your, what's your, what would you charge you to, work, to run a Facebook and Instagram account? Uh, and, and actually, uh, uh, it, because of the, since that is my day job, my personal content creation has suffered because you know I. I do this for a living and I get burnt out, you know, at the end of the day, that's the last thing I want to do. Um, right. Cause if you were a gynecologist, the last thing you would want to do is come home and make love to your wife. Oh Lord. <laughs> Don't even know where to go. You, you ruined his train of thought. I'm like who uses that as an analogy? Probably seven dozen movies. I don't know. I don't but, watch those kind of movies. Go ahead. But, uh, you know, I, I, I do want to put this out there. Uh, a lot of people think pro staff means like professional staff, but it's not. It's promotional staff. Promotional. Yes. Um, well, Drew, earlier, it's an argument or a topic that a hot button topic that we have to get into probably every four months of every year. Yeah. Um, and uh, as a promotional staff, it is a uh, quid pro quo quo where basically they give you something, uh, whether it's actual physical product or a discount, whatever, 
in exchange for promoting their product. Um, some companies are really, really good at it. Um, some companies are not. Um, and it's, I, I want to, okay, so it's not a bad Piss some people off. Me. Come on, say, yeah. say yeah. it. Yeah, it's, Just it's, let it, let it go. Let it go, bro. Let it go. Do it. I'm, I'm saying that it's not a bad marketing technique from the marketing perspective because it is a very low cost point entry to send out some, you know, some small, you know, stuff that you've already earmarked for marketing. Extremely low. It's extremely low for usually a high return in terms of an investment, just in terms of impressions, you get your name out there. It is very effective. Um, And again, this is, I'm going to kind of turn this as well. Some of them are worth it and some of them aren't, especially those products that you don't really believe in. And I can say that from experience because I've done it before once and I'm never doing it again. We've um, all we've all done I it. Ask, That's why I we can talk who, about it. Who it was? Yeah, actually, uh, yeah. Um, so back in the days of whenever I was at FTU, um, I uh, I just you know I was really I wanted to be pro staff. I wanted to be pro staff, you know. And it's and it was I had an opportunity and um, I, I took it despite the fact that I did not believe in the product. And that was it, it, it's not it's not a bad product. So. It was I was gonna pro staff for Jackson Kayak. Uh-huh. I, I'm a Hobie guy, and I but I, I I overrode that that that's my 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 love for Hobie, and I was gonna be pro staff for Jackson. Um, and from day one, I couldn't do it. I was a horrible pro staff for FTU, by the way. <laughs> C- created no content for them, no no usable. I, I created some stuff, but not not anything really long term and usable. Um, just because at the end of the day, whenever I was thinking about okay, how can I create content for them? You know, I, you know, I got a, you know, a sweet kayak out of it. What am I going to do for that? And I was like, I can't do it. You know, I, I, at the time it, the, the, uh, their drive just came out and I was playing around with that and I just didn't like it. Um, not so saying heavy, so clunky. Yeah. It, yeah it, it, and it's not that, not that Jackson kayaks are a bad kayak, you know, they, they have their, well, their battleships. Uses. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, we I, just had Dustin on our last episode talking yeah, about yeah. the new NAR. So we, we have some love for the Jacksons here. We got love yeah. for Jackson. And personally, I love the Kusa. Uh, I love mm. the Kusa, you know, with this big open platform. Um, but I just couldn't do it. And I felt bad because, you know, I was not only did I portray my my name, which I was still developing, and I'm still developing, uh, to FTU and, and Jackson. But, you know, I, I portrayed my name to other people when I was, like, posting this stuff about Jackson Kayak. And I, like I said, I only posted like two or three things. And after that, I was like, I can't do this. You know, I'm, I love my Hobie too much. And I, I just can't say anything good about it. Um, and because of that, I didn't say anything about it. So, uh-huh. hey, dude, dude mama we've always all... said, mama always said, if you don't have something good to say, don't say nothing at all. Look, <laughs> we've, we've all been there. Like, I, I feel no, the same you've way. you've been there. You I feel the same. I feel the same way about my relationship. I won't name the company. Go ahead and um, name them because they're not even a, owned by the same people it's anymore. A, it's a rod holder accessory company, and it rhymes with a uh, pale laser. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I did some stuff for them, and I, I was just happy to do something with somebody, and I didn't understand it. 
Um, it forced him into taking pictures with some other man's fish. I did. That was the only time I asked somebody if I could use Bro their code fish violation. for a picture. No, no. We decided it was just kind of iffy because it wasn't a picture <laughs> of me holding the fish. It was a picture of the product with the redfish tails okay, and everything. In the gray area. Yeah, it was product placement. Fish photo so it was okay according I'm, to rex i'm thinking right now of that game of thrones scene where just walking through the street shame, shame. oh yeah <laughs> your oh, ass yeah. is naked fool and you get yeah. ripped and stoned so i've done it before so i understand you know what jonathan's saying about doing it and feeling regret for it um but i'm just here to say like know your worth to these companies and if they're just throwing you a, a, you know very minimal stuff and not helping you out not featuring you as an angler on you know some of their social media platforms and everything else like you need to step back and say you know am I just a profile picture and a comment to these people like, is that all I am, or or am I bringing value to this company that I'm putting in so much effort towards? Because it's a pain in the ass to remember, hey, I just caught this redfish. I'm doing what I love. Let me take some pictures for 10 minutes, you know, so I can have some good content. Um, Especially to, if the bite is hot, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, reds are tailing, and you're like, well, let me get some pictures for... You know, this, 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 and the other. Yeah, hell no, so, I'm hammering them redfish. Exactly. That's why, Chris, that's why we suck at <laughs> at creating content other than the podcast. Because right now, late at night on a Monday that we're recording this, we ain't got nothing else to do but sit here we, and talk about content. We found we found our niche. We found our niche on, on how, how we fit into the world. And we don't have to pro staff for anybody. <laughs> But exactly. It, there was a time when my buddies, and when I say my buddies, I mean Drew, um, and some of these other guys that we hang out with. Man, we were, got we got lured in. Lured. They were they were sending they would send me silly ass memes and pictures. You know, uh, they're drinking some Kool Aid, and on the Kool Aid can or Kool Aid thing, it says "Man's Baits," and they would be like, "Oh, Chris is drinking that Man's Kool Aid." Well, what they didn't realize is that I was not pro staffing for Mans, and that was that took me the, that took the longest time for me to get people to understand that there was no pro staff involved with working with Mans. It was it like was team actually, Mans. Pro, it was actually product development yeah. and 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 bringing saltwater product into a market that is inundated by bait fishermen. Uh-huh. You know, and it was a tough freaking job. Was I getting paid for it? I didn't. I I didn't realize what real ambassadorship was to to a fishing company. And and that was sort of what it was. I mean, they paid my way to ICAST in 2015. The only and reason I like even that. know about Man's Baits is because of you, dude. See, that's that's sick because, um. But that means you I remember value. You exactly. Value. Exactly. 
What did he say? He said you provided value. Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought he said, "Man, I thought it was invented by you." I was like, "What?" <laughs> what? Uh, that's the beer talking, man. It's it's making me hear things. Um, so, you know, I remember in in a in a time where you know I was like fishing with my uncle, and he had a pack of jelly worms, dude. And you know, when you smell jelly worms, you'll never forget that smell ever. Um, man's right. jelly worms are are they smell like gummy bears, bro? They got every scent under the under the moon, man. And gummy the bear scent. I you can get you can get grape worm. jelly. You can get strawberry jelly. You can you can get watermelon jelly. Biscuits and gravy. Uh, I don't know about that. That's <laughs> what the fish in Georgia like. But and you know that's that's one of those things that came to me. Um, without ever asking for it it was Mm -hmm. it was a a friend of mine in florida said hey look dude my friend in alabama that works for this bait company needs some help in developing and 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 providing good saltwater product would you be interested and i was like man i don't want to be one of those pro staff dudes (laughs) he's like no 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 man Leave carrot sticks to the side. There you go. This is going to be a real job. So uh, it, it, I already had, before I ever did anything like that, I already had that that taste in my mouth, and I got it from other people. You know, I didn't have social media like Facebook. I don't even think I had Facebook until like 2010. And I think some of y'all dudes were probably well on your way to being Facebook stars by then. I was MySpacing it back then, putting Same in here. my top eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In my top eight. Learning how to code. <laughs> there you uh, go. That was eighth grade, bro. That was like 1989. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about plus, coding baby. back then. Not eighth grade. Just learning basic HTML so that you can make like a nice background on your MySpace page. Oh my <laughs> gosh, wasn't that freaking murder, man? <laughs> yep, yep. Basic HTML just to figure out how to hack what they didn't have available. Yeah. Going to GeoCities and reading all those forums to figure out how to like, like because there's no major forums back then. I so need to talk to Jonathan more often, man. <laughs> He's bringing up some shit from my past that I for- <laughs> forgot about, man. GeoCities, what the hell? Wow, that was pretty hard. Yeah, <laughs> and for the I guess uh, for those of you who don't know what GeoCities was, it's like the precursor to creating your own website, but not really. So create your own page. Yeah, I really. used to be I used to be like um, you know IRC and uh, shit, man. Um, God, I have no that? clue what these two are talking about. Um, I should have never brought up MySpace. Yeah, yeah. Let's go somewhere else. Okay. <laughs> So we had we had sort of a, a rant about about pro staffing, and I know Drew, you had a topic earlier that you were you were discussing with me. No, I want um, us to talk about pro staffing. That's I know, no, 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 no. It was it was a topic. It was a Facebook post that brought Facebook to the forefront for you, or brought pro staffing to the forefront for you mm-hmm. today. That that kind of got you on on the rail. Like, hey, man, I want to rant about this. Yeah. It was. You want me to rant now? You're up, bro. You're on okay. stage. It's my it's my time to rant. Um, 
I like Jonathan was saying, like it's a it's a easy return for these companies. And like I just said, you know, know your own worth to these companies. Um, I think though, some of the people in the game who have been in the game a little while, like Chris was saying, we can see through the BS. We really can. We can see through the BS of who's talking about products just to talk about products. And I think more and more people are able to see through that BS the more and more, you know, content that we see on social media. So although it may be at like the height of pro staffing right now, I think it's going to start to decrease a little bit because I don't know about y'all, but if I see a company out there that's using people that I know just post whatever because they got death of the pro staffer the what the death yeah death of pro staffing well not that it's not gonna be the death i think more and more companies though are being a lot more choosy chris 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 castro did it did an episode two years ago and said about that thing is dead i don't know about dead but it's i don't it may be dead to us guys like us here but the newbies don't know I mean, they're just going by whatever they see. But the more that the sport grows and the more that goes into marketing and goes into different avenues of marketing, I think it's going to not go away, but you're going to be able to tell the difference between a team and, member and a pro staffer and pretty, by, pretty dang easily. And by newbies, man, look, guys, I'm not talking – Drew's not, not saying, you know, people that are totally new to fishing. Okay, you've probably been fishing your whole damn life. People that are new to kayaking, you've probably been kayaking your whole damn life. We're talking about people that have just been Weinsteined. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. And uh, I just wanted to bring up to to go back to the death of pro staffing. Uh, it's, Too much it's a, of a marketing value, man. It's like a way high. Yeah, it's. It, I think it's actually ebb and flow. Um, you know, back in the 2010 to 15 ish time frame, I think it was real big, and then it kind of tapered off, and then it's coming back again. Um, as because, like you said, more people are entering the market, so more money is into the marketing. So it's kind of coming back. And of course, there's also more companies now. Well, um, and you would know best because you work in the you work in that sphere. So yep. you'd be able to tell us a lot more. Yeah. You still yeah. work in that sphere? I, I, well, I mean, I work in, like I said, social media. So I, I watch. Not necessarily at, at FTU. True. Not, at, not at FTU. No. no, I, no, no. I, I just have my, my hand on the pulse, but that's about it. Okay. But basically, you know, it's like I said before, it's quid pro quo. You have to understand that, you know, if you're getting something out of it and you should equally be getting something equal value back from mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, and a lot of people don't don't realize that they they'll just take their their 15 percent discount and be like, that's it. You know, I'm good. Um, they, they want again, the it's not about the money. It's about the credibility and the 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 pizzazz that goes with it. Um, having that pro staff on your name that we so get enamored with, you know, pro staff for, you know, X company, this company, this company, that long list. Um, And you're instantly right now, I'm sure you're envisioning the Facebook guy that has like the bio that just continues to go all 
all the way down. Yeah. Like pro me, step for this, pro step for that, pro step. Me and Chris call those the NASCAR guys. <laughs> like, and we call their post the NASCAR post because it's like 27 companies yeah. that they're talking about. But go ahead. And there's yeah, a few it, companies that you see on everybody's stuff. Yeah. And, and again, it's not a bad thing. It's just like you have to know your worth and you're like you have to take it like take it from me you have to believe absolutely believe in that product because the Mm -hmm. worst thing that you can do is be disingenuous about it because that it actually at the end of the day it it may not even hurt the company that you're representing it's gonna hurt you because like you said that you know for for some of us has been around for a while we can see through it we you know, especially for me, I, I, I pick apart marketing language all the time. I pick apart mm-hmm. Facebook posts to get to the heart of what they're saying. And when it gets like that, it's, it gets sad sometimes. So, yeah. And, and I'm going to ask you guys this question and you may be like me or you may not. When I have an ad and this kind of gets me mad if an ad pops up on my Hulu, which I pay for ad free, so I don't know why ads pop up every now and then. Same thing with my Prime. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, so I pay for that. I do not pay for the YouTube premium, though. But if an ad pops up on my YouTube and interrupts my video, like, I purposely don't want to purchase whatever just popped up. I'm just like, man, this is irritating. If there's a pro staff with the folks that I see that I know don't know what the heck they're talking about and they're pro staffing for a certain product. I also look at that product and I'm like, man, I don't want to try that. Like the way that they're going about this marketing, just, I don't, I don't need that in my life. Like blood marketing, the marketing. I I just, I don't want to be associated with that. And I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about stuff like that, but it just bugs the heck out of me. And that may be why I feel like that. And 90% of our listeners do not feel the same way. But me personally, when I see pro staffers that I know they just got a free product, that's what they got. And now they're going to be on this bandwagon for a year. And then next year they're going to switch over to something else because they're going to meet somebody at the fishing show and get on their pro staff and just talk John, about their item all the time. Are you man, guys the same way? Yeah. It started with my feeling with that's akin to what you're just talking about, what you described came about in 2011, 2012 when Viking kayaks was first mm-hmm. introduced and I had one and, of the first ones off the first container. So. And it, it made me sick because they were introducing the product to the world and they told everybody, your shit sucks. Ours is the best. And all the people that were staffing for them were regurgitating the same information. Same thing. And we, and we were. We were. We were and, drinking the Kool-Aid. We you were know what? I would love Kool-Aid. to have one. Like I, I want one right now. Like That kayak is badass. But back then... I would have never said that. Yes, and you've told me that before. Like mm-hmm. you were like, I hate the Viking Kool Aid, dude. Uh, it was man. I, I think one of the things they were saying was like some something about obviously marketing language, but like revolutionary. But it's like, what you know, what within that kayak was different from what we already had? Um, oh, they said it was unsinkable. 
Yeah. That was one of the things. Yeah. That's what they told us to talk about. So that's what we talked about. And it's all of this, the, the ultimate goal for all, for the... Hold on, is... hold on. I got to say something really quick, Jonathan. Yeah. The same people who own Viking USA right now do did not own Viking USA when all that True. was going down. True so that. I don't yeah. want... Because I know Ryan. Ryan, Ryan is cool as hell. Ryan does not act like that. So if anybody hears that, or if Ryan ends up listening to this... I love Ryan to death. The other people... Drew, Drew just got a beef with the other dude. The other dude, he can kiss my whole butt. Like, from left cheek a, all the way across a, to right. That's a lot of smooching. But anyway, sorry. I just wanted to say... I didn't want to interrupt you, Jonathan. That's yeah. usually Chris's job. But <laughs> yeah. just go go ahead, because I wanted to make sure I said that about Viking. Because I really like Ryan. Uh, Chris, be sure to soundbite that that whole section of like he was he was pissing on on Viking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I, one of the things, it, it, and it's it's all about the impressions, uh, which impressions is basically for them mentioning whatever word it, you know Viking or whatever company it is. Um, and in the case of some of these, it's it's whether it's not even any it's like any publicity is good publicity even though it's bad just get their name out there get them talking and even though even though we're not gonna you're not gonna buy the product you're just gonna have it in your head and then you're gonna talk about it and it's gonna go spread 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 and it's gonna be in somebody's head and whether it reaches one person two persons three persons eventually there's gonna be a conversion where okay you know yeah they're saying shit about this i'm gonna try it to see for myself and that's all that matters. Dude, you, you're taking like the idea that I had in my head and just like making it make sense. Because I had a friend, Dennis Galvin. Okay. And Drew, you know Dennis. Um, Dennis, we were at Academy one day and we're just looking at fishing shit. And he goes, he goes, hey, what do you think about those Viking kayaks? And I'm like, screw those guys, man. Forget the Viking people. He's like, I think I want to try one now. <laughs> I bet that was after our uh, dirty pelican, because I had my Viking out there when Dennis was out there uh, when I caught that shark. It might have been. Shout out to Dennis. Dennis had never been offshore fishing before, and I caught... He brought a mainstream kingfisher out there. Yeah. I caught caught like an eight-foot black tip. It was a big old black tip, and he's the only person around me. And I got it close enough to the kayak... That the shark literally slapped my leg with his tail. Like, almost flipped me. I'm going back and forth. Like, you guys can't see me, but I'm rocking all over the place. And Dennis says, um, I think you should cut your line. And I was like, <laughs> Dennis, you are correct. You've never been out here fishing, and you think I should cut my line? You are right, sir. I should me- cut my line right now. Let me tell you guys something about my oldest kayaking friend, Dennis Galvin. Dennis Galvin is an intellectual. He is the head librarian for Rice University. And the dude likes to party like it's 1999, man. He's... He's throwing all of Dennis's business out here. Dude, oh, he'll be, he'd be like, fuck yeah, yeah, right, man, that's me. That's, I know that's... the dean for Rice University listens to the show, so... <laughs> Well, he'll say Dennis is a badass dude. He shows up in his 501 button flies and his concert t-shirts every day to work. 
He's he's a crazy mofo, man. But that's my oldest kayaking buddy, and uh, he's the one that's always down for a crazy trip. I'm like, hey, dude, we're going to wherever. He's like, let's go. Hops in the car and goes, man. Because you know I like doing crazy trips. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you hit the nail on the head whenever you're talking about, you know, there's going to be that one convert that con- that that converts just because. Ain't going to be me. That are talking shit. Ain't converting me, dang it. I'm not gonna be the converter. And actually, if you uh, and you mentioned those, uh, Drew, you mentioned those ads that you had like on YouTube and stuff like that. The conversion rates on those ads, uh, conversion meaning you click on it and end up buying something, or conversion means you just click on it. Um, they're very, very low. But in the context of hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people watch that, that's still a lot. So yeah. It, oh yeah. It becomes. It becomes a million people watch it, but a thousand people buy it. Yeah. And it's a thousand more people than they had before. Yeah. I mean, and they have some conversions that are inadvertent conversions when you okay. drop your phone yeah. and then you accidentally <laughs> you accidentally click on it, you drop your phone and you're like, damn it, back, 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 back. Let me get off this ad that just popped up here. I've got and the worst part is because you clicked it, it's gonna show up forever on your yeah. phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is along those lines right there. Because you clicked on it. Jonathan, what is the real deal with phones listening to someone's conversation and then ads popping up? Look, he Chris, went on mute. You were you were in my brain, Chris. <laughs> you were in my brain. I was thinking that, but I'm like, man, the flow of the conversation does not go into yeah, anything. Yeah, but we got to know. We've got the guy here. We've got the guy here that that possibly could answer that question for us. Like Somebody across the table. And at- listen, you know what happened? StreamYard is listening right now because his shit went on mute for no reason at all. Really? Yeah, he's on We've mute. Been- I, can't, I can't even unmute him. He can't even oh, unmute himself. Hell. Alexa, oh, look. he's gone. And he's gone. Look, uh, my Alexa over there is lighting up, and I'm not joking. Look, I'll show you. Let me see. Can you see the corner? Is on to us, bro. Alexa is lighting up right now. Probably because I'm saying Alexa over and over. But um, probably you think it's it's listening to us. But it has to do with your your um. There's like that Duck Duck Go. There's other um. There's other he services had, had that hide all that kind back. of stuff. He did. <laughs> We gotta we gotta whisper so the man don't hear us. Um, yeah, I actually I cannot answer that question mainly because I think that they're always listening, which they shouldn't be, but they they are. Um, and it's gotten to the point where the algorithm can predict things that even you you just think about it and it's there. Um, That's scary. It's that scary. is that is scary. Well, for two that they can predict what the hell Chris is thinking. Um, <laughs> but it, that's that's scary it stuff. It makes me want to disconnect even more. Like it makes me want to disconnect so freaking bad. I would be so much more productive in this world. Do you stop yourself though? Like I know me. If I'm buying something like on Amazon or online, I'll put it in my cart and leave it there. If it's not something that I need immediately, right then and there. What does that have to do with what we're talking about? Because let me finish talking. So <laughs> I'll put it in my cart and I'll leave it there 
to make sure it's something I really need? Or is it an impulse buy because of some stuff I saw on social media or I saw, I heard on a podcast or something like that? I I really will stash it away just in my cart and then go back a a week later and make sure that it's there. Amazon exists for two reasons. Okay. One, shit that you really need. Two, people that are secret Santa shopping. While on Ambien. <laughs> Look, I'm cool with it for holidays. They're they're like secret Santa shopping for themselves. <laughs> they Just get whatever. on that stuff, and they it's like, well, what did I order from Amazon? Drunk, drunk, <laughs> there's drunk here's Amazoning. All, here's all these Amazon packages at my door. What is it? <laughs> so uh, here's a a kind of a pro tip that that I have. Um, <laughs> if you it's it's a good idea, like Drew said, to, to put it in the cart to figure out if it's like an impulse buy or you really need it. But also, if you leave it in your cart, and it does, it's not just Amazon; it's whatever stores. I don't actually, I don't think Amazon does it, but like any other store, Academy, um, you know, Bass Pro Shop, whatever. They'll send that, you an email. That <laughs> data, that data is, is now in the internet, and it will start marketing to you that product, and it will kind of let you know whenever the price drops. Oh, hey. When it'll go on sale. It'll go on sale. Or that you don't need right away. Yeah. You just go sit in that. that, uh, Wow. And uh, sometimes um, some companies, uh, if you have items in your cart for a certain amount of time, it basically, and you have like a certain dollar amount, it will trigger basically to send you a coupon. Mm Mm-hmm. Dang. It will for real. You leave it it there long enough. Looking for new Abu Garcia reels? (laughs) New I don't know. If pure, I don't know. If pure fishing does it. I've had some stuff in my cart for a while. <laughs> but if you go on to Amazon to do it, you might get popped with a coupon after it sits there for too long. That's, but, uh, that's true. To kind of get back, I know we kind of uh, kind of sidetracked a little bit from our. From oh, we're our, way our we're way off, yeah. but that's all right. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. that's this show, man. This yeah. is bro stuff that everybody wants to talk about. <laughs> uh, I I do want to uh, to uh, mention the the benefit of pro staff though, because there is some, some benefit. And I, I will say uh, back, back when I was fishing very heavy and I was in college and I, at the time I was actually working at Academy. Um, and there's, this, I literally like I had, I was up five, 4 AM went fishing, got out there first light, uh, left the water 11. I'm at Academy on my shift at like noon, like, I probably didn't even shower. <laughs> I just changed into clothes. Mm, that um, dude smells ripe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, in that time, you know, I would post. You know, I did really well today, um, and I it was all. You know, I I went out and I I I do all these detailed reports, and I still try to do that. Um, and I try to list all the conditions and and the lures I was using. One I try not to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's probably why I didn't see you at Academy. So, <laughs> um, but there was more than one time whenever I made a conversion, um, and that's kind of one reason why I went to marketing, um, where I, I, I posted at the time. Or I distinctly remember it was I was using a Lime Truce uh, Bass Assassin, a Lime Truce Ghost, and I specifically put that on there, um, and I got I got in literally within five, 10 minutes of uh, me walking in and starting my shift, I had two people come in and specifically mention the Lime Truth Ghost. And I would talk to them about it. 
and it's like, yeah, I saw this guy, you know, he, he just posted on, on Facebook about, uh, you know, he went out, he just killed it. Uh, at the time it was 10 trout and I had, you know, I had showed my limited trout um, and using the lime truce ghost. And I'm like, oh, did you see that on this Facebook page? Said, yeah. Oh yeah. That was me. Yeah. And here's the lime truce ghost, you know, sell them two or three packages of it. See, you didn't know that you could be the most effective Facebook influencer, the best pro staffer. <laughs> In the whole entire world, all you had to do is post about something you're you know about number one, and that you're passionate about yeah. number two. Uh, and and uh, you know, and it works number three. Yeah. And it works. It works. Yeah. That's the most important thing. It worked, and you had proof to show it worked. Yep. And some people don't do that. But go ahead. And I uh, I will say that uh, um uh, I did get caught by my manager Morden a couple times like on Facebook like answering questions and trying to get people to like hey I'm at Academy come you know come talk to me and we'll you know, like, you know, Nicholas Gibson, he does that really well with FTU, you know, just talking out in the community and just promoting whatever, you know, that he believes in, you know, and, and dancing like an overgrown work. squirrel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, no, I would say an overgrown beaver, but, you know, um, <laughs> but, um, but it that was kind of one of the highlights of even though I wasn't a pro staff, but just the act of helping somebody and. Mm-hmm. You know, I had I definitely had more than one person come back and say, yeah, you know, I went out there, you know, I was looking at these conditions um, and they're similar to what you're talking about. And I used that Lime Truce Ghost bass, uh, uh, bass Assassin and, you know, I caught, you know, my first trout on 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 plastic or I caught my first limit. And that to me was that made me feel not only really good, but, you know, that's why I like helping people to, for fishing. And I know that's the same reason why you guys do what you do is to mm-hmm. help people grow within the sport. So there, there is there with the, with the bad for that. We, we talk about pro staffing. There is the good as well. So, yeah. And there's, there's a great satisfaction with working with these companies that do show their appreciation for you in more than just a, here's, you know, here's a 15% off deal. Like for for instance, for me, it was really cool. You know, we've been working with Pure Fishing for what two years now, Chris. And Danny listens to the show. Danny loves the Facebook page. Uh, he's he's always on there too, liking and talking regional, everything. Regional sales manager for the Gulf Coast region, so Florida yeah. or Louisiana, Texas. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, I mean, he's, he's an active listener. Yeah, and he listens to the show, and he knows how much I love those ALFs. And the ALXs, and what's he do? He goes and buys one back, you know, from a from a store, and then calls me up and it's like, "Hey, man, I got an ALX for you. Like, I'm gonna bring it to the to the Got Fish Expo." And I'm like, "Oh, dude, that that's that's pretty awesome. Like, I like dealing with you. Like, let's let's do this." Or whenever we went, he had all the new Berkeley baits and absolutely filled up my bag because I talked about, you know, how I liked the action and everything of the Chapo. So he, he listens, he knows about the people who are working with him. Um, he wants to get product in your hand that you already love and you already use. It's not just a, Hey, thanks for, you know, commenting on the Facebook page. Here's a, hat give you some dap type thing like he he really appreciates you and it makes you feel good when that happens so there there is a lot of good that goes along with it but again i just i don't love the in your face 
you know, Facebook comment army um, mentality of some of these companies. I mean, the the companies that we deal with, Real Sportswear, Mariner Sales, you know, Abu, none of those do that type of in-your-face pro-staff marketing. Like, you're actually a part of a team. You're you're I, on a team with a team of guys. I love the uh, the approach that we received with Yak Attack. Yes. It's and I like, don't think we've talked about that at all, Chris. It's like we give you a one-year ambassadorship. If you make if you make the Yak Attack team, we give you a one-year ambassadorship and you are evaluated. Yeah. And we didn't talk about that, but Chris and, me and Chris are on team Yak Attack now. And during your your evaluation, <laughs> um, if we feel like you just don't meet the needs or the criteria that we put forth for our company, then we part ways. But we don't just part ways. We put you into a category that's like you've already you've helped us in a way. Mm-hmm. And you've been a part of our family, so we're not going to forget about you. I they, thought that was like, whoa, that's that's pretty cool. Like you don't just kick somebody to the curb. Yeah, it was it was very eye opening seeing the amount of effort, and this is just at the very very beginning where we're just like signing our contracts and stuff. I don't think we're giving any proprietary information away or anything, but at the very very beginning when we're signing the contracts and everything on how much emphasis they were putting on personal growth and personal objectives for us, along with goals that will also help out Yak Attack. Like, I thought that was that was pretty cool. Well, if you know anything about Yak Attack, you know that that's the sort of business that Luther has built. Yeah. You know. Absolutely, man. And Jonathan was talking about some things earlier, and while he was talking about it, I was like, man, wouldn't it be cool if these companies with their pro staffers, if like they did like once a month, got their sales manager with together with all these pro staffers and like put together a chart and just run them through, you know, some knowledge based stuff that they can go apply and then come back with useful knowledge to talk about in social media because simply saying this is the best shit because i said so (laughs) doesn't fly it ain't gonna get me to spend any money not Mm -hmm. a dollar it is not gonna get me to spend a single dollar if that's your approach you can't tell me the downfalls if you can't tell me the things that actually suck about it i'm gonna think you're not real I wish it would do better in this aspect, yeah. that aspect, and things like that. And yeah, why not? I, I, I've been always been of the opinion that for, for these pro staffing opportunities, they should be basically treating you like employees because you technically are. Mm-hmm. Sure. As an employee, obviously, you're not going to get paid like an employee for the most part, but you should get the training, like you said. Mm-hmm. Of, this is what the product is. This is what why why we do this. This is... You know, here are the X's and O's about it. Um, this is how we want you to represent us. Or, you know, in a more personalized setting, we love what you're doing, like they did with y'all. Um, we love what you're doing. And, you know, we want you to help promote our name and, and whatever. And along with that, like you said, with the personal growth, but also understanding 
what is the mode of success for them? What, what does success mean for them and also for you? So, um, you know, I've worked with influencers in the past from previous jobs. Um, and it was always, there was a kind of a training element. This is what our brand is about. You know, you're, you're going to be doing this, uh, you know, this TikTok, this Instagram, whatever. This is what our brand is about. That way that whenever you work with that, you can incorporate into it. So it seems like it's us because they are technically, you know, that brand now. They represent mm -hmm. that brand. So, you know, that part of training, they, they got a really, you know, not, I wouldn't say crash course. They got an in-depth lesson about what this company is all about. And then you go into the product. You know, this is this product right here. This is what it does. Here's the, all the technical aspects about it. And generally, if they are experts in their field, because generally whenever we approach influencers about that, um, they would have questions. How does it hold up compared to X mm -hmm. product? because I have a much more experience with this one. How does it hold up? Or, and sometimes we didn't know, you know, uh, uh, we didn't know the answers to that. So we would actually go and find like the product rep and be like, hey, uh, we're working with this influencer. They have this question. Um, can you help us answer it? Um, and of course there is some fine tuning of language because they are competitors. Um, they have certain things to say, but we could answer them and say, hey, this is what we, this is what the product rep said in regards to your question. This is what we have. Uh, go forth and make content and, 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 you know, help us out. Um, and again, it, it's a job. <laughs> it all comes down to it's a job. <laughs> it, it is. And I, I think this is, I don't think we're like ragging on anybody or anything. This is more cause we like Jonathan and I both said, we've done it. Like we've been the person that we, can see through right now this is more of just a cautionary tale to those who want to get into the pro staffing or may have an opportunity to is get it, into it i thought it. it was your i thought it was your rant it is a rant but my rants now like i i am to the point in my life where i really don't hate hardly anything like i just hardly anything this this may be a little narcissistic but I just want to like help people not be shitty. Like I want, I want to help you be better somehow, somehow or another. I I want to try to help guide you to what I think is a little better way of looking at things, and that's one of the reasons why we have the podcast too. So, yep. but I mean, that, I I could I could say that uh, maybe uh, I, I'm not going to speak for for y'all, but uh, for me, I know back in the day I. It was, Hobie was the best thing since sliced bread, you know, and and I still, you know, I believe Hobie is a very good good kayak company, but I just want to grow the sport. I want to grow fishing. So if it takes, you know, a pelican to get you into your first kayak to get out there on the water, you know, I hope you do it safely, but, you know, I, I hope you have fun and grow with it. Um, so I don't care what you go out there. Just be safe, have fun, and, and you know, grow within our, our community that we've, we've developed here, especially on in Gallison and in Texas, um, and, and be good stewards to, um, to the, the natural resource that we love to, to harvest out there. So it, it's, that's at the end of the day, that's, that's what it's all about. Um, and with pro staffing, it's the same thing. Just be good people, good stewards. And I think everything is good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you. 
a hundred percent on that. Um, except I don't, I don't know how much I want the sport to grow more as I want, <laughs> I want, I want people to grow because I see my friends and myself and, you know, even Saltside just, I see how being out on the kayak can kind of change mindsets, um, can change the way you look at some things, the way you challenge yourself. Like, it changes a whole bunch of stuff. Like, I really, and honestly, like, I don't look at a boat ramp with more kayakers and go, ah, yes, more kayakers. (laughs) But I'm like... Man, I, I I want people to enjoy their at life. A boat ramp with more kayakers, and it goes, ah, oh, shit, my spot's blown up. Exactly, and I want people to just not be as crappy of people as they can be. And I, Jonathan, you basically said the same thing, but like, it's just I don't want I don't want many crappy people out there. Like, I don't want to have to deal with a bunch of crappy people. And I gotta say. I'll I'll admit this now because it's getting late. Like it's getting late, yeah. and and my phone, my my computer. Um, I thought I was having a stroke because my computer went into night mode and my screen started changing colors as Jonathan was talking. So I really thought I was having a stroke because the background was changing and everything else. I I thought that was it. That was a the extra taquito that I had, just. You know, it it's it clogged it all the way up to the brain, and I was only going to be able to fish with my right hand the rest of my life. I thought it was happening. Don't eat the extra taquito next time, man. No more taquitos and no Thai well, food. Hey, we do we do need to get off of here, man. And I have like a whole another episode typed up that I thought we were going to do tonight. So we're going to have to do it another time, man. Um, but it is all based off of. You guys got to come back for this next one, man, because it's based off of what the world thinks are the 10 kayaks today. And it will blow your mind. It's horrible. Internet is the top 10 kayaks. I, I, I was puking the whole way. I want I want everybody to go back to last year's episodes too. Go to the archives and check out where we did the top five inshore, top five offshore, top five bass kayaks, and give those um, those are good episodes. Give those episodes a listen, and then come back and listen to the the one that we're gonna do next, and see how much has changed in the last year, and see how much hasn't changed in the last year. We're so, gonna have to have Jonathan on again. Sure. He, you know what? He'd probably be a pretty good guest to talk about this subject too, because he does know kayaks, don't you? I only sort of, kinda. And I actually, I, I would preface as kind of homework before the next episode. If I think what you're doing, what I think you're doing, uh, one of the things you should go look at is uh, go to Google Trends and type in kayak, and you'd be very surprised on what you find on there. Extremely. Check it out. Extremely. But before we get off here, Chris, GRS is coming up this weekend. Is this stop number three or four? Stop number three? Stop number three. Stop number three, yep. And it's it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle. 18, right now the wind's projected to be sustained at 18, gusting at 25. It's going to be a popping cork type of day. <laughs> Y'all better get the popping corks tied on right now. 
I got a question though, Chris. So uh, I'm sitting at like I think 12th in the team standings. Think I can move my way up. Think I can get in. Yeah, think Team know, Turner Rodco can get into the top you know, five by the end know of the season. Anything about tournament fishing is that team of the year can can move around fast. As long as you guys at the top. We need a top five. We need a top five finish, and I need right a now, cup. I need a couple. Right now, people there's to only skunk. been there's only been one consistent um, player in the game right now, and that's Mr. Dwayne, Mr. D Wayne. Yeah. And you know, I didn't even set this up. You know what D Wayne is fishing? Oh, he's the Turner Rodco guy. Turner Rodco, baby. I got. I'm actually mailing him a new rod tomorrow. This is like his fourth rod that he's got for me. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Is well, it hey, a coincidence? We're gonna maybe it, it is because maybe because you're not at the top. So hey, we got third you're last time. The damn things. I'm in twelfth. Hey, I didn't even get to fish the first tournament. I'm just gonna say third that. just means you're the second place loser. Hey, third took home a check. That's all that matters to me. But I Jonathan, man, else's beer. Let's Jonathan, let's give tell give us, us some info. Yeah, give yeah. The, the listeners some info, man. Your social media, your podcast. Uh, tell us all about it. You got about you know ten minutes, five ten minutes to go ahead and tell these folks what's up. Yeah. So, uh, uh, the pod, our podcast is uh, Facebook. Uh, not sorry, it's a. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash One Last Cast Podcast. The name of it is One Last Cast Podcast. Uh, I co-host it with Meryl Celeste, another awesome kayak angler here on the Texas coast. Uh, even though he is based out of Houston, I think he basically lives in Corpus Christi now. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, but, you know, we we talk a lot about kind of uh, some of the technical aspects of fishing, um, more storytelling as well. Um, definitely not as funny as you guys, but... <laughs> um, uh, We've uh, we've kind of been on a hiatus uh, recently, mainly because, like uh, like I said, uh, Merrill has been in Corpus uh, doing, you know, he's doing uh, big things there uh, personally. And for me, I just recently got a new job and have a new baby. So it's been kind of tough to That's find work, time. bro. That's yeah. work. Yeah, it's work. Um, but our, our next episode is coming up. So, you know, you can find us on all of the major um, podcasting platforms and, um, you know, give us a listen. Are you uh, podcast? I I definitely recommend it, especially those those guys that want to listen to more of the technical aspect of fishing. Give them a listen. Very very interactive too. You guys do it live. Um, The show's live where you can get your questions answered really really quickly um, on those. So make sure to check that. Are you working with any companies currently? Yeah. So uh, we have uh, you know four A printing a local guy here, Aaron. He does a lot of our, our merch uh, our merch that we have, such as towels and, and buffs. He does some awesome work. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have Knock and Tail Lures. They, um, you know, I, they, we've been working with them for a little bit, and I've, I've had the best spring I've ever had uh, using their their three and a half inch uh, Knock and Tail Lure that they just came out with, um, and I'm really looking forward to using their their five inch Knock and Tail Lure for the winter. Another um, one of those guys that fishes over like reefs and deeper water. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to say, you know, um, 
I kind of agree with you about, you know, I say grow into sport, but also I don't want to grow to sport. And you kept mentioning, you mentioned Clear Lake, and I'm like, I don't want more people fishing in Clear Lake. <laughs> There's nobody no fishing fishes Clear there, Lake. bro. Nobody fishes there except for you and Mariel. Well, way too many boats. There's way too many boats going across Clear See, Lake. I, I had a specific conversation with a guy today about fishing areas that are completely off grid, man. Just no boats can get to them. That's, that's my style. Even if I have to hike in, I'm down. I ain't hiking nowhere. I can drive in, as long as there's a road and a drainage ditch close. I'm cool with it, as long as I can pedal around. What about uh, Instagram? You guys on Instagram or? Yep, uh, we're also uh, Instagram.com forward slash One Last Cast Podcast. Um, we're, uh, I think that's our two major platforms. We're kind of on YouTube and Twitch, but we're developing that. And ooh, is Twitch a thing? Twitch like, is a thing, but it's uh, it's kind fishing. of a. I'm exploring that. That is a a testing ground that I'm working on, but we are on there, so you know. <laughs> I'm both both <laughs> Drew and I are like, you know, Drew th- just this last last week is discovered reels, so everything he's yeah, posting I've been posting a reels. bunch of reels. <laughs> yeah, well, I finally figured out how to make it work. Well, like, they're, it, I'm it, just letting you know they're pretty freaking horrible. So look, wanna... <laughs> I said I'm trying to figure out how to make it work. It's uh. We, it doesn't all got to start somewhere, right? The the sequencing but doesn't make sense to me. The sequencing you, of the reels does not make sense the way you have to set it up. I'm sorry, it just doesn't. Are you setting them where are you who are you using to set up your reels? The actual app itself. That's why it's not which, making sense. Which app? Instagram or Facebook, and they're different. Okay, which that makes horrible. no sense. That Facebook makes no sense either. Facebook it's, is horrible for reels. I've they're been using now, the Instagram. Um, Zuckerberg is just now saying that Reels should be a major platform mover in Facebook. So don't expect it to become any better for like the next six to eight months. But Instagram, you should be able to put Reels together really fast and really easily in Instagram. But the sequence doesn't make sense. Like you put all your stuff in and then you go to preview and then you can add all your extra stuff. It, that don't make sense. I want to add the stuff when I load it up. So here's a tip from your Uncle Chris. Jonathan's download, just smiling over there. Download an app called InShot. You just told me to do it in the app because it's better. No, I said, I said, which app are you using? Okay, continue. InShot? Yeah, and put put your edit together in InShot. And then, Is it bass backwards like the yeah. app? Okay. No, it's like using Premiere. Like using Premiere or any any video editing app, and then you can edit your reel there, and then bring it in, and add your the now the key. And Jonathan will probably agree with me here. The key is using their audio because the ones that audio, they have already up there. Mm, yeah. Their audio is a big part of that algorithm, man. Yeah. I one time selected. I mean, it was just one time I selected an audio clip that was trending and I didn't even know it. And all of a sudden I've got a reel that's got, you know, multiple thousands of views. Mm-hmm. I've got that figured out. I just, Do you? yeah, I use theirs except for that last one. I wanted to use my own on that last one. Um, but I, I still, I don't like the way it doesn't make sense. And I think that they do it to keep people who don't know what they're doing from doing it 
Like they want content creators. <laughs> I'm serious. They want content they creators. They want real content creators. People not that some take people exactly like. people that have to like know how to do it. They take the time to make good content. They make it difficult for you to do. So you're like, I don't want to put that on there. But other folks who actually take the time to do it will get more more out of the actual experience. That's, are we that's my are thought. we anywhere near like what's real? I mean, are we right? Are I'm we making wrong? shit up. That's all. I'm just making shit up. Going why I don't like the Instagram reel the way it's set up. I was just gonna say, and I, I probably shouldn't say it, but I'm gonna say it anyways. Are, do you need me, do you need help like installing a printer at your house or anything like that? No, <laughs> that's the thing. I'm I'm pretty technologically savvy. Like people come to me at work with their computers and I fix it. I don't like the way that reels are set up. It doesn't make sense. Like the workflow doesn't make sense to me. Like that's a big thing with my job. The workflow has to make sense on the go way back, that we're go going to do stuff. MySpace, dude. The workflow of reels is horrible. The way you have to edit it after you load your stuff up doesn't make sense. But anyway. Good stuff, man. Great show, dude. Jonathan, I'm glad that you could join us tonight, man. I know we were, <laughs> we were scrambling. We had a, we tried to get um, some alcoholic drunk guy to join us tonight. <laughs> well, he must problem. have had, he must yeah. have had too many yeah. alcohols. He had too many alcohols. <laughs> but man, it was great to have you on. Um, I know we've thought about it before. We just never have had you. Uh, so it's good that you could make it tonight. Get out of the closet, Jonathan. I've been waiting all night to tell you that. <laughs> Come out of the closet. Bro. Look, and if your if your co-host keeps leaving you and he's down in Corpus, you can come on here anytime, man. We'll, anytime. We'd love to, fact, we'd love to have you back we on. We have found that cross-promoting and prod- podcast works very well. So, yeah. And I'm I'm glad to be here and um, you know, y'all guys keep up the good work. It's it's been fun. Thanks, brother. We'll do. We're out of here. Peace. Adios.